Collaboration is a real buzzword at the moment, and I think for good reason. When done well, collaboration can be powerful, and it can take your business to places you perhaps had never imagined. At the very least, it can bring great results for your business, but only when done well. And that is the most important concept that I'll be unpacking today, because being collaborative is not the same as saying yes to everyone. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Phrases like collaboration over competition is everywhere. And as I said earlier, I think for good reason. When done well, it can be fantastic. But with it, I think comes a few misconceptions. Firstly, it makes people feel guilty if they don't want to collaborate. I had someone join my tutor's mastermind recently, but they apologised beforehand, saying that they weren't in a place where they specifically wanted to work with people. My first response was no apology needed. Not wanting to collaborate doesn't make you a bad person or a weak business person. It also doesn't make you, by default, competitive in a bad way. Also, if you don't say yes to every collaboration opportunity that comes your way, it's not the same as you not being collaborative. I think that makes you savvy. Very shortly, I'm going to share some collaborative ideas you could mould for your business. But before I do, I'll just mention that collaboration shouldn't be confused with taking advantage of. It kind of happened to me recently. On a social media platform, I kept getting direct messages from a tuition company advertising their group lessons for young students. It was becoming a bit of a nuisance, to be honest, so I messaged them just saying that I wasn't really their target audience, so could they take me off their list? And they replied saying, well, we've seen posts from you where you've talked about collaboration, so maybe you could be collaborative and share our classes with your audience. That is not collaboration. That's asking someone to simply promote for you for nothing in return. It makes no sense. And that really leads me to the first core concept of establishing great collaboration opportunities. There must always be a fair exchange. Now, it's different if you just want to help someone out or vice versa. When I talk about fair exchange, I'm talking about when using it as a business strategy. When you want collaboration to get results for you, it should present the other party with the opportunity to get results too. So I'm an English tutor and one of the exam groups I teach are 11 plus entrance exam students. For any listeners outside of the UK, these are exams children take to get into specific schools. So I could do something like a joint webinar with a maths tutor or we could come up with a joint course. Either way, the obvious reason driving the value of that is the chance to get in front of each other's audiences without there being a conflict of interest. So back to that fair exchange concept. It isn't just important for getting results for your business, but it can go a long way to getting repeat results. See, if you do it well, you get to forge great relationships with people and those relationships can serve both of you in the long run. It applies to so many situations. If someone invites me to be a guest on their podcast, I reciprocate. Personally, I think that's just good etiquette, but also it's a lovely way to nurture an ongoing relationship. And when it comes to running or growing my business, I like to lead with relationships. 
So how can you make sure there is a fair exchange? What kind of collaborations could be good for your business? It all depends on the collaboration idea you're thinking of and the results you're hoping to get. But here are some ideas. Firstly, let's say you're collaborating because you want to raise your visibility to your target audience. You could collaborate on a webinar or go live on social media or produce a joint lead magnet, that kind of thing. One of the main areas I would check out is how visible the person I want to collaborate with is. If they were an influencer, then I probably wouldn't approach them. Why would they want to get in front of my comparatively small audience? Equally, if they were fairly inactive on social media or on other marketing channels, I also wouldn't approach them because I am active, so it wouldn't be a fair exchange. Another thing to consider is that what you can offer someone else may not be the same as what they can offer you, and that's all right. So let's say you pitched yourself to someone's podcast because their listeners were the kind of audience you wanted to get in front of, but you don't have a podcast to invite them to. Well, you could still offer something that would be appealing to them. Maybe you'll promote that episode. Well, I'd assume you would do that anyway, but think about how you can frame it to be appealing. You could talk about how you'd be promoting it to a large and engaged audience who could be potential clients for the podcast host. And just staying on this example, if you are pitching to a podcast host, you'd want to suggest topics that their audience would be interested in. So part of that fair exchange is that they can boost their listenership. A third important thing to consider is making sure that whatever you go for protects your brand. For instance, as a tutor, I believe that confidence leads to results and I have that splashed all over my website. But I was chatting about this to a tutor client the other day and he said that he thought it was the other way around, that results led to confidence. He's not wrong, but he just works a little differently to me. But if we collaborated on, say, a joint workshop all around confidence, we would make a terrible match. So having shared fundamental values is pretty important. Otherwise, you risk diluting your brand. When it comes to business, I'm an advocate of being unafraid to sell and to make sure that you're pricing in a way that make customers feel like they're making an investment. So it wouldn't make sense for me to collaborate with people who feel like cheap is the way to go. Because when you collaborate, you form an association with the person you're joining forces with. And so there needs to be a match between your values so that you can protect your brand, so that you can protect the messages you've been projecting out to your audience. Now, I've talked specifically about collaborating with other business owners, but your clients can be powerful collaborators as well. Depending on your business, it might be hard to offer a fair exchange, but if you're like me and you work with other business owners or adults, inviting them to get in front of your audience could be a great thing for them. Every now and again, I host roundtable discussions in my Facebook group, Upgrade Your Education Business. We've talked about setting up group classes, selling to schools, entrance exams, and I have more in the pipeline. If you'd like to watch them, just join the group using the link in the show notes. Now, many of my clients agreed to do these from the kindness of their hearts. They wanted to support me, which is lovely. But I also have some clients who sell to the same audience as me. And for them, it's a chance to get in front of more potential clients. And for me, I get to promote the work I do and really show people the impact. Now, a really quick and effective way of collaborating is to do things like creating a directory of other people your audience would be interested in. 
So I could create a trusted directory of tutors who teach other subjects and those tutors could do the same and reciprocate by listing me in theirs. And something like this becomes a strong opportunity if you can prove that you have an engaged audience and similar audience sizes. Now, this next idea is a brave one and it's hard to find the right collaborator, but you can join forces on an actual business idea. I have a great idea I want to add to my tuition business, but I don't have the time to bring it to life and I'm unlikely to get the time. But more importantly, I don't think we have to do everything alone. We're often quite protective over our businesses and sometimes feel like we don't want to share the profits with someone else. Sure, halving the income you could make isn't the most appealing idea, but if you keep not finding the time to bring an idea to life, then you're earning nothing out of it anyway. Earning half of what you could make alone is better than earning nothing. This last idea I'm going to share is taken from something I saw a while back on Clubhouse. If you're not familiar with Clubhouse, it's an audio platform where you go into rooms and listen to and or participate in real-time discussions. I saw a room that ran 24 hours a day and seven days a week, and it was hosted by about 10 or maybe more business coaches. They had some overlapping specialities, but they were also different from one another. What I loved about this was that they lifted each other up by promoting each other, but also they protected their individual brands by simply joining forces to create a fresh one. So how could this map to other ideas? Maybe you create a joint social media profile where you retain your individual ones, but have a fresh one that you could all contribute to. It's an innovative idea, I think, and to be honest, one that I wouldn't be adverse to. But again, there needs to be a fair exchange. Let's say you had a joint account. You'd have to agree on your strategy, on your content plans, and you'd need to contribute in equal measures. So one of the takeaways from this is that working hard to create an engaged audience, whether it's through social media, an email list, a podcast, YouTube, whatever, It serves you in more ways than just attracting clients. It opens the door to collaboration opportunities because you become an appealing person to join forces with. Also, choosing the right collaborators is really, really important. None of those ideas I mentioned would work if there was some form of inequality. And that circles back to my main point. Collaboration doesn't mean saying yes to everyone. It means saying yes to the right people. Sometimes, though, you just don't know where collaborations can take you, which is why even if you don't agree to opportunities straight away or you're not sure how joining forces with someone could benefit you, it's still worth forming relationships. I see good relationships as being central to most things, but when it comes to collaboration, it's like that in-between step between being strangers and collaborators. I said no to a recent collaboration opportunity in a nice way, but they have since disconnected with me, which I think is a real shame. We can't be so sensitive to that type of rejection because while an opportunity isn't right now, something else might be right later on. So I think most of the time it's worth keeping the door open. So on that note, I would love to hear about any collaborations that work for your business. Just drop me a message on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer. And of course, if you want to collaborate with me, then reach out. In the meantime, thank you for listening and you'll hear from me next week. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.